Let's Gather is a young adult podcast that is meant to bring the hard topics to light, offer you a biblical perspective as you navigate day-to-day life, and draw you closer to Christ. It's our desire to see all young adults grow and be strengthened through the Word of God. So let's jump into today's episode of Let's Gather. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Let's Gather uh, the podcast from the Astruma Young Adult Ministry, and with me as always is Miss Caitlin Staples, hey, hey. Miss Emily Torito, and Tyser. That's me, Hanson. Yep, the one and only. Yeah, uh, yeah. I there, think so. Yeah. There might uh, is there. Have you looked up to see if there's another you before? Uh, with the first name Tyser, there, uh, as far as I know, there's not one. It's a last name, which is how I got it. It was my great grandmother's last, <laughs> my grandmother's last name. It was her maiden name, and I got it as a first name. Fun I fact. That. So that there is a last name. Caitlin Staples. She lives. There's in like another the Justin Woodall. He was the starting safety for Alabama a couple Heck years yeah. ago. There's an Emily Trudeau. Oh, is a doctor right here in Baton Rouge. So no if you're way. Really? Doctor Torito. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna start calling you that. <laughs> no, that would be offensive to this lady who's Dr. worked really Tarita. hard for this. A fun fact: My mom almost named me Vincent. Vincent oh, Woodall. Yeah, that doesn't fit. Vinny. You know, my, my last name wasn't Woodall at Vin. the time. I'm adopted, but my dad really? wanted to yeah. name me. I did April not know that. Staples, uh-huh. So it wait, what? My dad wanted to name me April Staples. No, like a rhyming one. Interesting. April I don't Staples. Like it. What? That's why. And thank goodness for moms, right? <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. That's. I did but not yes. know that you were adopted. That's mm-hmm. great that yeah. we started this on yeah. the. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. Mind blown. My, I, I, um, wow, I have forgotten my first last name. Is that a good thing? I or guess. Or a bad thing? I guess. Huh? I cannot remember. Wow, I'm going to have to think about that one. Well, that is not <laughs> what we're talking about today, but welcome back to Let's Gather. We're so excited uh, that you have clicked the, the app you were on to follow us, wherever it be, Spotify. Um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever it is you're listening on, we are so glad you're here, and we hope you're having a great week, whatever your week looks like. If you're listening to this, it's on a Monday, because that's when the show comes out. So, um, yeah. So what what are we what are we talking about, Torito? Um, today. Today. <laughs> today we are talking about what it looks like. Um, in or not in ministry, how to how to live on a mission. What is our mission? How do we live on a mission? Do we have to work at a church to live on a mission? So we're you, gonna answer you that do, question. Don't you? you do. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> you do not have to work at a church to live life on a mission. Absolutely not. I did not I learned something today. <laughs> is that why you're here? The church? I think so. <laughs> Isn't that our I only mean, purpose? I mean, me too, but... Yeah. Is to draw a paycheck? <laughs> Definitely. No. That's a, no, huge, no, so. that is... Yeah. <laughs> Glorious. Uh, no, that, that's right. We are talking about what it looks like to um, find your purpose, find your ministry, find your mission, um, and what does your ministry look like? Mm-hmm. What does it look like um, to live a life for Christ and on... On go for Christ, I guess yeah, is, allow- is a word we could we could say. Yeah, allowing God to to use you right where He's placed you. Right? Exactly. Yeah. that's a good point. And not just in you. your workplace, but in what you do, like hobbies or 
Absolutely. Yeah. Are friends with absolutely. Like this is a topic growing up. If you grow up in the church, you kind of feel like, well, I guess I need to work in the church if I'm a Christian, or like, mm, how True. do I? I mean, I I remember growing up in youth and thinking, well, I guess like I should want to work at a church if I love God and want to make Him known. Like, I don't need to go and do something else. I need to work at a church. I think um, that's really true. I think that if you were to ask a lot of people, they would probably say the same answer you just said. Like, if you think about it, I think a lot of people probably have that thought is that you, if you want to go and do that, you. To glorify God with your life yeah. looks like looking, working at a church. So the, like, fir- the first thing that comes to my mind with that one is what you just said. And we're, we'll get into our, our topic points in a second. But Caitlin has something coming up in a, in a few weeks called Red Stick mm-hmm. that is our uh, children's D now weekend. Yeah. Essentially, it's. Uh, it's it's really cool. I'm, I'm ex- this is my first one, and so yeah, I'm like super excited. Kids, so. But um, growing up, if I was to think about doing that or working at that or helping with that, I would automatically think, oh, you have to be a student pastor to do that. Hmm. But that's where my mind goes. But that's not the truth. No, no absolutely not. At all. not. <laughs> you don't, you don't, that's not the truth at all. But but sometimes we get that vision that, oh, I, the only way I can pour into students or kids or, or college, whatever it is, is to, quote, unquote, be in charge of the situation, I guess, is, yeah. is what I would say. No, and I would say, like, events like that, Sunday mornings, Wednesday nights, like, any, I mean, anything that happens within the church, like, is not possible with just the staff. Absolutely not. Yeah. Like we Literally need could not you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if yeah. you don't work at the church, we need you. We need you. Like, and so yeah. I think what this is about is yeah. not just God using you within the walls of the church, but God using you um, in the supermarket or on the ball fields or, mm-hmm. you know, taking care of your kids, whatever that looks like, wherever you are, your yeah. office building. Mm-hmm. What is uh, your ministry? God wants to use you. Yeah. yeah. Where you are. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So Definitely. that's the first question is, do you have to work at a church to have a mission and a ministry? Uh, yeah. I think I, I would say no. I think you're kind of what we, we, we've said is the general consensus is no, you do not. Absolutely now, not. <laughs> I will preface it with this one. If you feel God calling you into vocational ministry, by all means, do not run from that. Right? right. There are. I'm not saying that there's there's not that. Um, if you sure. feel if you feel the the calling in your life to serve full time in that role, then then yes. I mean, obviously, all all four of us sitting here uh, have felt that calling from Christ, and so yes, pursue that with all you have. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have that call in your life, that doesn't mean you're any less of a Christian than someone who is a paid employee by a church. Absolutely. Right. I mean, we say like Jesus, like Jesus had a job. The Bible says, you know, like in Mark, he goes back to Nazareth and the people are like, isn't this the carpenter? And so like, Mm. we don't really think we don't define Jesus as a carpenter. And so like, I'd want that to be the same for me. You know, I don't want people to define me as what my job title is, but like the person that I am. So you can have any job. You can be a carpenter. You can be a teacher. You can work at a church, be a minister. But like, I don't want that to define me. I want, oh, you know, she loved the Lord. Yeah. Or, oh, she was always praying or something. She pointed other people towards Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. More than just like your work title. Absolutely. I like that. 
um, when we see one of my favorite passages to go back to is is Daniel, right? We know a lot about Daniel. We know what Daniel's job was and where he ruled and all that kind of stuff and how, how he achieved that level of power. But what we as Christians know Daniel for is Daniel's characteristics. Mm-hmm. And that's, if, if you were to look at me and say, oh, that's Justin, and, and what is he? Well, he's he's just a, a young adult minister. I don't, I don't want to be known as that. I want you to know me as Justin, the characteristics of 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 a Jesus follower, right? That's what I want you to see me mm-hmm. as. I don't want you to see me as somebody that gets in front of people and speaks on a Wednesday night. No, I want you to see what, yeah. like one of y'all said a second ago, what you do outside of the walls of the church. That matters mm-hmm. to me a whole lot more um, than what you do. It's it's what you, what you do inside the church is important. I'm not negating that. But there's a lot more people in Baton Rouge than there are to stream on Sunday mornings. Sure. Just call a spade a spade with that one. So... And a point I have with that one, I have a, a fun story um, with this. I, um, before I, I worked in ministry, as you know, as y'all know, I, I was a fireman. And uh, where I worked at, I was on B shift. Okay, so that was, you had A, B, and C. And so A shift, the people before me that we, we fell in rotation with each other, were there was like two or three guys on this shift at our station um, who were Christians. Um, everybody else was, I'm not saying they weren't Christians. I'm not going to, I'm not going to label that because but you knew through conversations and stuff through. The, with yes. Them. I, and, and even me personally, there was right. a point when I was living there that I promised I was working at the fire. I was not a Jesus follower. And mm. so I'm not throwing any shade at anybody, but sometimes a fire station can be a dark place to live. But there were these two guys on this one crew at this one station, and they were on A shift. The revival that took place on that shift and through that fire station was amazing. Their their entire shift now has Bible studies on. They all get in the – I'm not talking about just one station. Every station gets in their trucks – when they are they're on duty and they come to one central station and they have Bible studies together. Mm. That's awesome. I, I got to work one morning and uh, his name is Matt. I, I, he, he loves Jesus. I'll, I'll call him my name. His name's Matt. Uh, he's all, he, you and him rival each other on cooking. I'm just going to throw that out there for you. Talking. <laughs> um, Ooh, I do not think I'm a great cook. So. He, he, owns, he, has a, he has a catering business for meats. That's awesome. Um, That's so a dream right there. I get to work one morning, and Matt is just giddy as can be. Mm. I'm like, what, what are you so happy about? This is after I had found Jesus and started, you know, I was getting ready to leave the fire department to, to go into ministry full time. And I was like, what are you so happy for? He's like, I mean, you'll never guess what we did last night. I was like, what? He was like, Two of the guys that were working part time with us on this shift, he's like, we led them both to Christ. I was like, that's awesome, go Jesus. He was like, that's not where it ended. I was like, okay, what happened next? He's like, another one came up. We led them to Christ too. I was like, okay, that's really cool. He was, I said, so what? What like, what do you? What else? Like, is that that the end of your story? He's like, no, actually, I called one of my neighbors that lives in the subdivision next to us. And I asked them if we could use their pool. And at midnight, we took the fire truck into the subdivision, the golf course subdivision next to the fire station, parked the fire truck in their driveway, went in the back of their yard, and baptized all three of them in the pool. Wow. I was like, That's crazy. let's so cool. go. That is an example. 
none of them are employed by a church. Yeah. None of them are. One of them is a, but all three of them are firemen and all three of them have side businesses that involve nothing at the church. Yeah. Now they right. serve at their church, mm-hmm. uh, right. but one of them is a roofer. One of them is a caterer. Um, one of them is a painter. Mm-hmm. None of them have anything from a paycheck that comes from a church, but they have done more for that, uh, those people at that fire station than I ever did when I worked at a fire station. Mm. I, I probably 100% hands down. And none of them get a paycheck from a church. That's what it looks like to use your ministry wherever you're at uh, for the glory of God. Because we, when we read in Scripture, Matthew 28, when Jesus says, Go therefore make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and Son, Holy Spirit. I've got a few copies of the Bible in my in my office. I love Bibles. I love collecting them, and I've looked through them. And there's no copies that say, go, therefore, get employed at a church, then go and make disciples of all nations, get a paycheck, and then baptize in the name of the Father, Holy Spirit, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Or on Sunday morning, if yeah, the schedule no ast- allows. There's no asterisks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tyser. What? <laughs> I know what you're I'm I'm trying not to laugh at you because of our conversations from some uh, Oh okay, that's not that's not what I was referencing. But yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, but there's there's nothing that says in scripture <laughs> that you have to go and be employed to go and do these things. It's actually the exact opposite, right? Right. He mm-hmm. doesn't he, he says go and do. Yeah. Right. That's why I think it's so cool too, like here at our church, um, if you, when you are, have made a profession of faith and you're ready for baptism, like you get to choose who baptizes you, like as a Christ follower, like yeah. that's a Christ follower. And so a lot of times it works out where, you know, like Torito has, has led someone to Christ and she gets to be, she works here, but like a friend even yeah. gets to be the one that baptizes or like a couple of months ago, I had a grandmother that baptized a little boy because she was the one that had been and like we use that verse as like, it doesn't tell us, okay, like make disciples and then let the pastor baptize them. Yeah. Like it says you go and make disciples and baptize well, them in the name of the Father. And I just think it's. Mm-hmm. You it's use really Emily as an example. And, and that is a, I mean, that's a living example. Like I can, I can vouch for that one. Uh, Emily and I had the privilege of, of meeting with a girl and, and leading her to Christ and Emily baptized her. Mm-hmm. That conversation wouldn't have happened if it would have been just Justin. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yes, I, I was doing what I can to use my ministry, my heart, to to meet with this person. Mm-hmm. But it 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 might not have been the same if it would have just been coming from the young adult minister to this person, as opposed to a female peer. Mm-hmm. Who, when we sat down and talked, I won't share any stories or anything, but like that. But Emily and her were able to relate to each other. Mm-hmm. I, I can't, right? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's what it it means to use use your ministry, use who you are, use the gifts God's given you to go and God's share. Waiting to use you, like, absolutely. He he wants to use you, and I think a lot of times, even for me as somebody who has worked in churches for t- the past ten years, um, like. A lot of times, I think we're the ones that that stop that from happening. Like when sure. God's opening these doors, um, whether you work in a church or not, for you to engage lost people 
in the in conversations about Jesus, like I'm the one that's like, oh, surely not, not right now. It's too awkward. It's like, you know, what's I'm standing? the one that's crushing that. Not God's God's opening the doors. Um, we one just gotta of, walk through them. One of the things that's standing in the way of new Christ followers following Christ, other Christ, fo- other Christ followers. <laughs> yeah. I just it's funny because it's like we we don't we're not in control of like the decisions other people are making. Like it's all like of the Lord. And so it's, again, it's like, he's waiting to use us. Like he doesn't need us. He doesn't, he doesn't need it to be us for this person to accept Christ, but he's giving us that opportunity. And alongside that, like you also may not be the one to like ultimately lead that person to yeah. Christ. Like take it. The yeah. av- Barna put out a study. I'm interrupting you because continue your thought process. Barna put out a study last year. It takes six times average. If you six times for somebody to hear a young adult to hear the gospel and understand it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. go. No, I mean, I mean, that's, I, I, that sounds right. I mean, I worked, um, when I was in college, I worked at the UREC mm-hmm. and, I viewed that place as a ministry opportunity, uh, but I I didn't have any gospel conversations to where I led somebody to Christ, but I definitely talked about Christ because of the way that I lived and the way that I acted that was different Mm -hmm. amongst the other people that was there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't lead anybody to Christ, but I'm sure a seed was planted there. And And I'm very thankful for my time there because I was able to have that opportunity to have well, that's all. That's Two or all three our, conversations. Then the, the parable of the sower. That's kind right. of what that's yeah, about, yeah, yeah, right? right? Exactly. And you just go yeah. and sow the seed. So what I'm saying is, it's like it. I don't know if. How do you say this? Like, it's just cool because you you don't have to. I mean, you can have you can share the gospel with someone, or you can just simply like just live as Jesus was living in the little decisions of the day. So it's, Hey, do I want right. to go out with my coworkers or do I want to plant a seed for one of them to see that I'm going to live different here? Right. And it, so you, you get to pick like, absolutely. you know, do you, are you going to let God use you? Or are you going to, is he going to use someone else? Cause he's going to do it. Absolutely. And so won't he do yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. I love I hear, that. I hear he Caitlin does say it all that time. <laughs> well, won't, won't he do won't it? He do yeah. it. <laughs> I love that you said like, he doesn't need us, but he, yeah allows us the opportunity like that is so significant and i think but i think part of that too is like uh, our eyes being um like i I don't like i i want to say gospel focused but almost like our eyes opened to Mm -hmm. those opportunities or those conversations where we can like squeeze in the gospel Mm -hmm. yeah and i think a lot of times even it is so I'll be bold enough to say it that I think it's so much more important for the people who are who are not on a church staff um, to be even more on mission the to live who out are on church staff. Who are on yeah. the church staff. Yeah, because I mean, because you said something a second ago that really made me think about it. I know you weren't meaning it this way, but you said it at a point. What does your Sunday mornings look like, Caitlin? Wild. It wild, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Something, and this is not a saying that you do this. I'm not saying that you should do this. I'm not saying that it's a reason to not do this. (laughs) For you to stop and have a gospel conversation with someone takes away from something else, which is fine, right? Stop and have gospel conversation. Everything else in the world can wait. The church Mm -hmm. has happened a whole lot longer than any of us have been employed there. Mm -hmm. 
the chances of you missing somebody because of how busy you are on Sunday morning, Tyser, Emily, myself, mm -hmm. is very possible, right? People who are who don't have a task for something have the opportunity to go do something because they're y'all. Y'all track what I'm saying with that? Yeah, I mean, our our staff, the the building that we work in, we are surrounded by Christians. Mm -hmm. We work with Christians. Yes. Like, yeah. That, guaranteed yeah. <laughs> yeah like if if i have computer work to do that day like if if i'm if i'm sitting down and it's a, a sermon writing day and i'm on, in my in my office for three or four hours the only person i'm gonna see is a christian mm -hmm. because i'm in my office working on my computer right, right? as opposed to someone else who works who, at a contracting who, office exactly yeah. or it is in class <laughs> anybody or just who as, <laughs> works anywhere but a church yeah, yeah. <laughs> i would say to the other side of that like yeah i'm that's a good busy point, and running on a sunday morning but i hope that if there's an opportunity that yeah I need and to i'm stop, not saying that i'm you gonna don't, stop yeah. i mean and i'm not saying that i've never missed it but also i think a lot of times people see oh you work at a church or oh you are on staff as a minister or as a pastor and like they place you on this pedestal mm. this moral like stage yeah. that you are somehow like holier than they are and like that is so and i hope that you that you're listening like you know that is not true but yeah, like not at all. god's going to i think if I were to engage with someone as a kids minister that is lost and doesn't know Jesus, they may shut me out before they would shut someone out who is a school teacher yeah. or is a fireman or what, and maybe not. And I'm definitely, we as church staff cannot use that as an excuse to not, but I think, um, those of, us that don't work on church staff, it levels the playing field when you are presenting the gospel because Absolutely. they they don't have this view of you as someone who is um, in some ways someone like more gonna look, perfect than them. Someone that's going to look down on them for not having the right decisions in life. Let me just life. tell you, like, yeah. we are not perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but so a lot of people think that it. when we talk to them, that they're going to be looked down on because they view us as as yeah. church staff members. No, it's not but true, it, people. It, <laughs> and the and the other that goes along with that, and, and why it's so important is, um, I, I'll use me and Emily as an example. Um, I know a pretty good bit of LSU students now. Uh, I've, I've been here for six months now, so I've met a lot of people. Um, but I only have a certain reach, right? But if I share something with Emily, if I if 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 my if my role is to teach Emily something, if Emily comes to me with a question about her faith, um, and, and I and I tell her what the gospel says, I tell her what the Bible says, I what what Jesus' words spoke, and she understands that, and then she goes and does that, whether God she's on a church staff or not. Do you know how many people Emily Torito knows at LSU? She's like Joe Burrow, <laughs> like. <laughs> That's the title Can of this I get episode. that unquoted somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, don't edit that like, out. <laughs> I've met so many people that know Emily right. that have had run-ins with her from freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, from the BCM to to sports, it, it, just all this stuff. She has a way bigger reach than me on LSU's campus, even despite the fact that I have a 
pulpit and a microphone in front of people. She still has a bigger reach than I do. Yeah, and I think talking about like someone who doesn't work in the church, um, it's people. People come to the church. Of course, we we don't you know live at the church. We are outside of the church and go eat out and go to the grocery store. But like people looking for Jesus can come to the church, but like they have to come back like for you to be in the workplace as a doctor, like you see your coworkers like daily. Yeah, yes. Yes. Like for, like she's going to listen witness, to this episode. The yes, witness you're going to have <laughs> in your workplace. I just feel like your reach is so it's, it's you, you work with these people. They become part of your everyday I, life. People don't, people absolutely. can stop coming to the church. And so it's so important for the church not to be confined here, but to be outside in the workplace. And so it's, it's important for, for us as believers to, to go and to make yep. disciples outside so, of the church. Yeah. How, how long, Tyser, how long, um, the students, Tyser works at our student ministry. How long are students here on a Wednesday night? Uh, an hour and 15 minutes. How long are they here on a Sunday morning? Uh, about an hour. Caitlin, how long are the kids here on Wednesday nights? An hour and a half. How long an are they here on Sunday mornings? And a half. How many more hours in the week is there? Oh my goodness! Look at you. There's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot. Do you know, that, do you know exactly a... what it is? When they're not sleeping and they're not in school, it's more like three thousand hours in a whole year. There is three thousand hours in the whole year. No, that's the, when the, the kids week. are awake that they have time to be. <laughs> okay. Influenced. All right. I didn't and, know that. And so the same so would what's be true the percentage of, of grown ups. So yeah. what's the percentage of time there in a church? Oh, I don't know the percentage. That's, I mean, it's, it's way low, right? We would right? say yeah. that it is like 40 to 60 hours in a year. Okay. Versus, versus 3,000. 3, Dude, that's yeah, nothing. That's Somebody do that math, but yeah. But I would Boom. say that's true of even not... I was not, can't uh, do that. <laughs> even not, um, not But you, you get the point I'm saying, though? And adults as well, very much so adults. I think adults even more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Yeah, because if you think of somebody that you're working with, you're with them. I mean, like, yeah, a lot. And that, now, granted, we we do work in a church, and three out of the four of us all work in one office building, and we have like we are a family unit, pretty much. I mean, yeah. we're closely connected, but that exists outside too. Yes. A doctor's yeah. office, in a real estate, you know, a broker's office, in a classroom, a school teacher, the influence that she has over her kids. I mean, a college student yeah, in their classes. In their I think, classes. yeah, how many um, different classes you oh, take dude, during a whatever, your just, time at college? Absolutely. You have such a further reach. Whatever your yeah. place is, like your reach, yeah, it's, it, it's yeah. big. And well, it's so, in, it, it, yeah. Well, the, the question's not okay, do I need to work at a church to have a ministry? It's, okay, no, I don't. So the question becomes, well, how do I make work my ministry? How do I make school my ministry? How do, how do I make where I am right now well, my Well, I think ministry? you find out what with that is, 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 so how to do that is you need to figure out, number one, what, I'm going to paint this with a broad paintbrush. What does your ministry look like? Mm-hmm. Because only you are called to your ministry, right? And that's what we say about the reach thing, right? Tyser's wife is a nurse. Mm. Only Tyser's wife is called to be Olivia the nurse. Right. People are coming to church because of Olivia the nurse, too. Correct. After 100%. And so you have to find out 
what makes you who you are, what your identity is in Christ, mm-hmm. what you're passionate about, yep. and how can you use that passion? So first you have to figure out, number one, who are you in Christ? What is your identity in Christ? Number two, what gifts has God given you to be passionate about? If he's given you the gift of being a nurse, great. All right, so you have that gift. Now secondly, or thirdly, what can I use... That's not a word, is it? Thirdly, it's not a word. No, I was laughing at it because I thought the Shrek movie. Is thirdly pick, a word? Pick number three, my lord. And you're holding up two <laughs> fingers. <laughs> thirdly, sorry. Thirdly. Restart. You have to use the gifts and God, the, the gifts and passions that God has given you yeah. to be your ministry. Which right. yeah. God has given you for which a God has given purpose. you for a purpose. <laughs> yeah. God has given you these these skills, this identity, and these passions. He's given you them for a purpose, and that purpose is to make His name known yeah. and His name glorified. Corinthians tells us that for all things we do, do things for the glory of Christ. And I also mm-hmm. think a part of that also is being patient in uh, your ministry at your workplace. Like mm-hmm. I don't think. It's realistic to, point. to go like you listen to this. Let's say someone listens to this episode on a Monday night and then Tuesday they're like, all right, I'm ready to save 45 of my coworkers tomorrow. And how long has Liv been praying for that one person? A long time. Yeah. And they just now ask for a Bible. I've been here for six months and yeah. I've been hearing her pray for her for six months. Yeah. I would say patient and consistent. Absolutely. Right? Consistent. That's, a, yeah. that's like. A, Consistent. What, in, what do you mean by consistent? Explain what your thought process is. Well, I would think like consistent in your actions, like what Trito was saying about like whether it be going out and like or what you stand for. Mm-hmm. Consistent in, I don't think you need to like annoy them with, <laughs> with <laughs> yeah. the gospel, but like consistent in like, hey, like what's going Like how can how I pray act? for you? Or is there something how you, you need? Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. And everything mm-hmm. we what, think, say. Yeah. Um, you know, and do just consistently. Pers- I mean, God is pursuing them, right? right. He, he is pursuing them, and we just have to be faithful to to pray and consistent in how we we act. Mm-hmm. And um, and it may not be us that we see absolutely the fruit of like yeah. it could have never been Olivia that gets to see the fruit from from the labor that right. she has, you know. Yeah. Not, Look I mean, at like, Moses. Yeah, sure. he never got to go to the promised land, people. Yeah. He yeah hit I mean, the rock. It, it, shouldn't have slapped that rock. Shouldn't have hit the rock. Shouldn't have hit the rock. <laughs> <laughs> my my mind, like you said to be patient, and yes, what y'all just said, very true. My head just went to a different a different way. And for me, it's the idea of being patient. Like you can't hear this podcast and tomorrow know what you're gonna do for the rest of your sure. life. Exactly. And so I am I went to school for sports. I'm not working. I'm not working in sports right now. And so, you know, it's just to be patient with where you're at right now. Like I know the Lord has called me where I am now, but it's not, I mean, if I wrote the story of my life, I don't think I'd be here right now. And so it's just to be patient with where you're at. Um, I may never work in sports and that's okay. I'll watch sports forever, but I may never work in them. But, um, to, to just be patient. So how, how do you figure out like, okay, well, what am, what am I supposed to do? Um, for me, I thought that was sports. I took, um, well, I love sports. God has just given me that love for sports. Mm -hmm. And then I took a spiritual gifts test and 
administration was like number one. So I was like, sports administration is a thing. That sounds like it would work. And so that's what I did. And so it may not be, you know, the exact find your spiritual gift and then find the major that says that. Um, but I was just like, man, I, I thought I wanted to be an engineer because it just was like, well, that'd be my mission field. I'd make a lot of money and I'd have a good work schedule. But like I would have been miserable. I could not have influenced anyone from the Lord if I hated my life like Monday through Friday. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's just about the kind of like what you were saying. You have to know who you are and, and understand mm-hmm. these like passions the Lord has given you and how how do I live that out well i think the the patience as well and also um i want to get to this this last question uh i think we're kind of answering it but timing Mm -hmm. as well right timing um as well sorry my chair is creaking um (laughs) i had to sit up timing in life as well maybe god has not called so there, if you were, if you were to say, Justin, what is your calling in life? One hundred percent, hands down, my life is absolutely blessed and honored by being able to serve as a young adult minister to Struma. Like I know, like my wife and I, this is our forever. Like I am, I am where God made me to be. But I, I just got here. I've been in ministry since two thousand and sixteen. It's timing. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and God may or may not, you might have a passion, as, as Trito was saying, for sports administration. You may have a passion for missions. You may have a passion to, to serve the homeless. You may have a passion um, for, for, for orphans, for children, for abortion clinics, for all these things. You, you may have a passion for that, but God has not called you in a timing way of serving quote-unquote, full-time in that role, that doesn't mean that your heart stops wanting to be there, right? You might work nine to five at a subway, but your heart is still on fire for the mission God's called you for. God just hasn't called you to go serve there full-time yet, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean you stop serving there. God doesn't say serve just because it's convenient. He says to go. Right to to go. I, I loved what our 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 boss was saying the other day. One of our staff meetings about um, about Andrew. When you see Andrew in the Bible, what is he doing? He's he's bringing people to Jesus. How did Peter get to Jesus? Andrew. Hey, I think we found the mm-hmm. Messiah. You, no matter where you're at, your job is to bring people to Jesus to show them the love of Jesus to show as, as Emily and Kevin talked about the characteristics of Jesus. That is how you use your work and your school and, and not as Tyson was talking about, not even just your work and your school, your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you're at the gas station. So we have in our, in our young adult ministry, I've challenged our team to each, so two times a year, so six months. So each, mm-hmm. that's not a quarter, but whatever you want to call it. 200 gospel conversations a person. 200. That's, like it's 400 a year? It's, it's on my board, and we cross off when we have them. I have a 200 written, and after that, we're going to write it down. We have a baptism goal, an invite goal, and a gospel conversations goal. The gospel conversation isn't limited when you come on campus at a church or when you're for college students. Listen, when you're at the BCM, oh, I can have good gospel conversations when I'm in my, my life groups, at my, my house groups at my BCM. No. 
that that means the person in the convenience store. That means the person, yes, in your workplace, but the, the person at the coffee shop, that, that means that your life is a mission, right? Mm. Your paycheck might come from something, but your life is a mission for Christ. Mm-hmm. That, because those numbers represent people. Yes. That yeah. represent you know, yeah, that's I was souls ultimately. While back, heard the idea. It was the the bow and arrow analogy of like, you you launch the the arrow, and you don't have to. You don't know where it's gonna land. You don't have to know where it where it lands. You just have to know what you're gonna do when it when it does land. And so it's that idea of you know, man, I don't have to know what my profession is gonna be in a year from now. I just need to know that wherever I am in a year from now, like I'm gonna make him known. And so it's you know, your, your mission is, you know, love God, love people and wherever he's placed you, like at that point in time, that's where you're supposed to be doing that. Mm. So trust because he will, that he'll take care of the rest. Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah, it's not, he's the one drawing. Yeah. Lost people to himself. So how do we find out what God is when we, when we find out what God called us to do, when we find out our passions that he's had for us, the ministry, the missions he's had for us, how do we practically live that out? You said one a second ago, just trust. Sure. Trust mm-hmm. that God is going to give us the tools to use in there. Be patient in the timing of God. Don't give up because, I guess, Tyson, as you were saying, don't give up because you shared the gospel with somebody and they didn't repent and, and yeah. turn and, and baptize that day. It, sometimes it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, from, from my seat, every time I have a conversation with a kid, which for in a lot of times I'm talking to kids yeah. about the gospel just because of the nature of what I do. But Your kids minister. Like I have to trust that God, like I, I don't ever want to say anything wrong. I don't want to say anything that turns someone away from Jesus, but I also have to trust that God is going to take care of, like if you're afraid to say something to someone who's lost because you might say the wrong thing, like welcome to the club, but also <laughs> like trust that the Holy Spirit lives in you as a follower of Jesus and like yeah. he is with you and and speaking through you. And so like especially with with kids, like I trust the Lord a lot. Hey God, like only you know their hearts. Yeah. Like only you know um, if they really understand, so God, like I'm handing this over to you, like help me. And mm-hmm. I think the same would be true with, you know, anybody in your workplace or anybody in the store with you or on the, you know, intramural soccer team with you, whatever that looks like. Um, your job is to be obedient, to share with those people and, and trust that God is faithful to take care of the rest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We have one purpose in this life. And for the people I, I was, when we were talking about this podcast, I, I shared it with the, the guy sitting around the table. It's, it is, is you have a purpose as a believer. And it is, I think, Caitlin, I think you were the one that said this a couple weeks ago, that is to, to know God and to make his name known. That is your purpose. That is your mission. You use the tools that God has put in front of you, your, 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 work, your school, your passions, your hobbies, your abilities, you use them no matter where you're at, no matter where you're called to work, no matter where you're called to go to school at, no matter whether it's in a foreign country or a local city, you use those gifts that God has given you to make his name known after you find your identity in Christ. Mm -hmm. 
That's my thought. Yeah. Yeah. It's a word. Love it. Yo. All right. Well, I think that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much uh, for being here. We will see you next, next week. week. Yeah. Next Monday. Yeah. A whole week away from today. Y'all have a great day. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Let's Gather. If you would like to learn more about the Astruma Young Adults Ministry, be sure to check us out at astruma.org slash youngadults or on Instagram at astruma.youngadults. Thanks for listening and be sure to tune in next week.